0: Welcome to our deepest secrets revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically on this podcast that is exactly what we do I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating sex and relationships We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, we'll be discussing open relationships and I've invited Scarlett to share with us her personal experience in an open relationship. She's been married for 12 years, together for 17 and open for nine years. She has a preteen daughter and says her marriage is very healthy and happy. Welcome to the show, Scarlett. Thank you so much for having me. I have a lot of gratitude for you coming onto the show to share your side of things. So thank you so much. I'm very interested to talk to you myself and I'm sure my listeners are also very interested to hear your story.
1: I'm excited to share. It.
0: <laughs> when did you and your husband decide you wanted an open relationship and how did this conversation begin?
1: You know, it had been a conversation that we had had in the beginning of our relationship. And it at the time was just something that I was not comfortable with at all. And I made that very known to him. So we proceeded in a monogamous relationship for a good eight years. And then there were a lot of personal things that happened Actually, my parents who had been together since they were teenagers. There was a big secret that came out, everything that was sort of my, what I was taught growing up and growing up in the church and all of that all sort of blew up. And it was in that moment that I realized that everything that that I thought of as like the way you are supposed to do things, it all didn't matter anymore. And so there was a a guy from my past who happened to sort of come back into my life through Facebook, of course.
0: Um, (laughs) Connecting everyone, Facebook. (laughs) Oh my God. It's really,
1: (laughs) it's totally the business. Um, So yeah, he came over and Tony was there and my kid was there and we all had dinner. And afterwards, Tony was like, Hey, you know, if you wanted to fuck him, you could. And I was like, full-on record scratch (laughs) like (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) and he was like dude you I mean the chemistry was just so apparent and all of this and I had been talking to him so much about what was happening in my family and and it just was it was a really I don't know kind of an easy conversation confusingly
0: yeah okay so then what happened So then,
1: (laughs) um, I have so much game that I uh, called this this previous boyfriend of mine who was actually in law enforcement at the time, which I thought was pretty sexy, and uh, (laughs) called him and asked if he would like to go to lunch with me. I think it was like a Tuesday. I was like, want to go to lunch with me on Tuesday? He said, sure. So we were sitting on Tuesday having lunch and I was, I was like, so I was wondering if you would like to have sex with me. And he was like, <laughs> wait, what? And I kind of like laid out the whole situation. I was like, you know, my dude thinks you're cool. And this is something we've been talking about. And I had only at that point had sex with Tony and like, and literally one other guy. Okay. Who had been a boyfriend for four years before I met my man. And so I felt comfortable with this guy because he was like my early high school boyfriend. And so he was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll have sex with you. (laughs) And so I said, "Um, well, what are you doing on Thursday night? And he was like, I guess I'm having sex with you. So uh, I showed up at his house at like 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. And we proceeded to have really fun wonderful sex was it
0: awkward at all when you first arrived because it was sort of like laid out what was going to happen or not really yeah
1: absolutely and because I was super awkward and didn't have any like I don't know I didn't have like any swag at all <laughs> I, I like showed up with a bottle of wine because I was like is that what you do do you like <laughs> drink to loosen up first or something. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so lame. No, Um, you're not. I
0: think most of us probably would have been the same. I'm sure I would have been like, ah, okay,
1: (laughs) yeah, like I don't know. You can't show up like all vixen because I don't know. That just felt weird too. So anyway, I get there and he was so rad. He like grabbed the bottle of wine, put it on the counter in the kitchen, and started making out with me. And it proceeded from there. and, And the thing that I'd super been worried about was. Like, if I would feel attached, you know, I'd only had sex with men that I had been in love with. So I was really concerned that I would have some sort of like uh, afterwards, like, I don't know, maybe I really like you. But afterwards, it was so, it was like, you know, we chatted a bit and I like, you know, high fived him and left. (laughs) It was great.
0: (laughs) I love it. I high fived (laughs) him. That was a great round. Come back next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty much how it went. When I got home, I sat down with Tony. He was like, so how did it go? And I was able to just be like completely honest and tell him about the whole situation and how I felt. And And I think that's sort of the key to the whole thing, really.
0: Yeah. It's communication from all the conversations of how to is uh, people in an open relationship just have a deeper communication because it's required for the dynamic of the relationship actually. And it sounds like to me that there's better communication in that sort of relationship compared to a monogamous relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's been my experience too. I, I work in a job that I talk to people. They get really open and honest with me a lot. And I find that a lot of people are really, really hold back from their partner for sure.
0: Mm, Why do you think people hold back?
1: I think they're afraid of being judged or afraid of being um, thought of as dirty or weird. I think people don't talk about sex generally because they think that if they say something that is maybe a little bit out of the box that somebody else is going to be like, oh my God, you're gross. That's Mm. disgusting. You're bad. You're dirty. You're wrong. I feel like within the context of your relationship, the person that I guess most of the world Thinks that you should only be having sex with the idea that you wouldn't be able to speak totally honestly about something that's so completely integral to who we are as human beings kind of blows my mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. And I, it is interesting that you're supposed to be in this relationship with this one person, but then often in those relationships, there isn't this comfortability to really talk about your sexual needs and desires completely open and, and even create a safe space for it without no judgment
1: for sure absolutely and I feel like I really I had to learn we had to learn how to have completely open honest non-judgmental communication before opening our relationship in order for our relationship to be so that safe. was
0: a key so how did you do that?
1: Well, um, we were really fortunate, actually, in that the way that we met, we we did like two months of communications training, <laughs> right oh, when we first that? met. <laughs> um, it was basically like how to speak to people about things that are really sensitive, how to make them feel heard, how to help as best you can without without railroading somebody or putting somebody down or judging or any of that. So we actually... We had like a communication model that we would use in the beginning of our relationship when we would get to a place where we were like, just chasing our tails as a lot of people do in relationships, you know, you continue to have the same argument over and over and over again. And so we would bring out this communication model that we learned, which was like, I feel, I think... And those sorts of statements instead of you're a dick and you shouldn't do that stuff anymore,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, so like, you remove the blame and then you emphasize the emotions that the person's feeling and they express those to the other one.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when you love somebody, like I th- we've talked so much tonight, like it's it's one of these like when I talk to him about things, it's what makes them okay and what makes them better. It's what makes me feel safe. It is there's like holding things back from him is the thing that feels ugly and wrong and weird
0: so if um, for our listeners out there if they're yeah. in a relationship and one of them knows that they want to open up but they're not sure if their partner does, how do you advise them in having that conversation? Mm. It's
1: a great question because I really don't think that it that this is for everybody. I think that um, you have to sort of know your partner well enough and feel have a trust that's deep enough with your partner that you feel like having this conversation isn't gonna burn the house down you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I think if you are the, a person that is interested in having an open relationship maybe moving your relationship into a place that's like really open and honest and comfortable being in that place first and then in you know once you're able to to be honest with them about the things that you want, maybe in bed or not, whatever, then being able to say, this is something I thought about. If you say that you're not interested in it, and if you're, it's not something that you're down with, then it was, it's off the table, period, end of story. But if it's something that you would be open to, let's continue having this conversation. And don't do it when you're in the middle of having sex. Okay. <laughs> like that's not the time. Like you can fantasize about whatever you do with your, you know. However, we all do the things with our partner. But like in the middle of getting hot and heavy, like actually having a conversation about it at that moment is not a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, your husband' advice, else during our interview, actually he said that sometimes during that moment can be a good test if you bring up someone else.
1: <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> this is so funny. I like, <laughs> bet you he like, slipped those things in like over the years you know okay <laughs> like maybe he planted those seeds and then we had an open and honest conversation about it and i felt like we really came to this place together where reality really he planted Steve seeds lot the this for years like almost a decade
0: he's committed amazing <laughs> yeah it's, so gonna, it's hey, gonna be I mean, funny listening out. to each other actually yeah after this. It's, it's gonna be
1: super fun <laughs> totally
0: um, um when do you recommend couples open up like if you're in a new relationship do you think you keep it closed for a period of time to let the trust and connection build and then you open it up later on or do you start with it open like what would be what would be your advice to maybe a new relationship
1: uh, I mean you know the only thing i can go off of is my own experience and i feel like having the trust is what has created an environment that allows me to feel confident when mm-hmm. i do go you know sleep with somebody else or he does so i absolutely would recommend staying monogamous for at least a period of time that you're comfortable with like it's really important to know that your heart is safe mm-hmm. because i we really feel in the context of our relationship that the reason why we can do this is because our hearts are not in jeopardy of being stolen they're yeah. not there's nothing that i'm lacking in my in my soul So there's nobody out there that could ever mm, pull me away from him, Tony, because I because we have each other's soul. You know what I mean? There's like a. It's
0: a very deep mm, connection.
1: Absolutely. So I'm like, I don't care if the chick he sleeps with is hotter than me or skinnier than me or whatever it is. I know he's coming home to me because I know his heart's not up for grabs
0: sure that a lot of questions people would have then from hearing that so would be why did you why have you chosen to open up the relationship
1: I think that it's an understanding uh, it's it's there's a lot of reasons actually it's an understanding that we are we are human animals, and mm-hmm. the idea that somebody could or would want to, or yeah, I don't know, could stay with one person and only have sex with that person and still be excited about having sex with that person for 60 years or something. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I've seen, I've also seen so many relationships that I feel like have a, so many great things going for them, get completely ruined and families get broken apart because one person, you know, has a, chem- has chemistry with somebody else and has sex with them one night. And, Granted, one should always be able to trust their partner and and we sh- nobody should ever cheat on anybody else. But the reality of like entire families being broken because somebody has sex with somebody just doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather we, us all be super open and talk about it and you do what you need and I do what I need and we do what we need. And if everybody is good, then we can all move forward. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, the idea of like, Well, maybe I'm also the kind of person that the minute you tell me I can't do something, that's the first
0: thing I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's definitely part of us as humans.
1: (laughs) Right? Like kids, all of the untouchable things are just so good. (laughs) But it's best that we just talk about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what are the rules and how do you establish them? The rules
1: have been a thousand different things. (laughs) Um, they've been one long, very amorphous sort of thing. So they started out with like, we could only, you could only have sex with somebody three times. The other person has to know that that we're married. The person that we're sleeping with has to know that we're married. We can't spend money on somebody else. There's no, I love yous and that kind of stuff. Like no girlfriendy, boyfriendy things. Like these were all things that we talked about in the beginning. Okay. And then- we started to, you know, as I mean, this wasn't all like super easy from the beginning, you know, you have to like test it out. So, you know, I had sex with this first guy three times and now a possible fourth was coming up. And so we sat down and was I was like, so this is something I think I want to do. We had the conversation. Why do you want to do it? Well, because now we were getting good at it <laughs> you know, or whatever <laughs> it was. and. So then through that conversation, it's like, all right, I feel comfortable with that. Go ahead. So, you know, every rule sort of got brought up in the context of a, a real life situation. And after now the nine years, our rules, the only rules that remain are the other per- the person that we're sleeping with has to know that we're married
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we have to tell each other before it happens. So I have to tell Tony before I go sleep with somebody else to give him the opportunity to say, if he doesn't in that moment, for whatever reason, feel comfortable with it, he could say, you know, I'm not good with that. And that immediately shuts it down for me.
0: So so does that even happen? Like maybe if you're out a night out with your girlfriends, having some drinks or something, and you see a man, you need to call him or message him before anything happens possibly.
1: It would be more like, well, yes. So it would be more like I see a guy at the bar, we start flirting. It feels like, you know, maybe we could go make out. Maybe I might end up going back to his place. So maybe I excuse myself and I go to the restroom real quick. And I just text like, hey, I am at this guy. Going back to his place, that good? And I'll get a text back. And then I always make sure to send him a pin of where I'm at. Okay. So that we're super safe and that he knows where I'm at. Okay. But it also gives him the opportunity. I mean, we're human beings and while we don't really get jealous, we definitely, you know, will feel more or less confident at different moments. And there are some times that he'll say, you know what, I was really hoping you'd come home and we could snuggle, or whatever, or like you could come home and we could fuck or whatever yeah, it is. Okay. And, and then that that, you know, he's always my number one, period. So when whether he gives me the thumbs up or thumbs down, that's what's going down. And the same goes for me.
0: Yeah, that's nice that there's a respect that even though we've we're open sometimes I just want you home with me actually and that's okay too. So for sure. Yeah. Do you think open relationships are different experiences for women versus men?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> they are such different experiences <laughs> for women and men. Because what I've learned over these last 9 years is if you own a pussy <laughs> <laughs> you can have sex with almost anybody you want to. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very biological. It's one of those like, you know, if you even if you're faking it, if you like stir up some self-confidence and walk up to some guy that you're looking at across the way or a girl you're looking at across the way and say hi and be kind of charming for a half second, you could be like, your place or mine. And a dude <laughs> might a dude'll nine times out of ten and be like, well, you know. Yours or mine, whatever. Yeah. But girls, I've found in hearing stories from Tony, is that they're not super stoked on being approached like that. (laughs) They're not super stoked to be looked at as, like, just a sex object. Which is funny, considering that's how I'm going into these interactions (laughs) with people. But he's always like, I can't just... I go out there and I try to find a chick like you, but there just
0: isn't a lot, aren't a lot around. So you're giving Um, him like pickup advice.
1: Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I'm always like, I'm always like, why does it take you so long? Like I go over to these people's houses and I'll be like back in three hours or four hours or whatever. I sound like such an asshole right now. Um, And I'm like, how come you're out for like six hours or seven hours or whatever? And he's like, because I have to talk to everybody for like <laughs> all this time and like have drinks and stuff. And I'm like, geez, that's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> oh, I should probably have you guys back on like pick up advice. We could do like a three way oh conversation. My gosh, It'd be very funny.
1: <laughs> I was actually talking to a girl yesterday and she has only had sex with one guy and she's 24 and she's a beautiful, wonderful, funny, kind, charismatic chick. But just like, just falls apart when she starts talking to a man. And I was like, I'm gonna take you under my wing. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get her laid. I swear to God, if it's the last thing I did, I love
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, that's good. Yeah. I think maybe we need to do another episode like this (laughs) advice (laughs) for people. For sure. So is that the main difference or is there, do you think there's emotional difference as well? Like yeah, how women I mean, I think, experience it versus the men or not really? Cause we're all humans and we have emotions and it.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's, there's very clear differences, very, you know, the fact that we have to, in general, I mean, everybody's sexual preferences are different, but in general, like accept something into our body as women, it makes it a different, I think a different level. So, so absolutely. I think that women also—we're older, not older. I mean, we're like late thirties, early forties. And a woman who's, you know, in her thirties, I feel like there's a a depth and a—I'm not just looking for sex anymore. Maybe that was something that people did in their twenties. And as a woman that's grown, I think there are a lot of women that. Well, I don't know. There's all the different women. I think it's different for sure, though. There's, we're accepting something into our bodies, all of those things, and it depends on what you're looking for. But if you're putting yourself out there and you just want to have fun and that's what you're going for as a woman, I feel like we operate very similarly to men if that's the goal.
0: So I have a um, question from a listener that I put, put past your husband and I want to also share it with you as well and see what your thoughts are. They said, well, sex with random people doesn't create a loving connection. Sometimes sex can lead to love. So they were wondering how people in an open relationship set that boundary. Do you worry that you are more susceptible to a breakup by enabling your partner and yourself to experience multiple sex partners and then possibly mistake amazing sex with a new partner for love?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I think that, like I mentioned before, I feel like. When your heart is, I'm a really visual person, like when your heart is like on the the block, you know, when it's like out there for the taking, sure, it's totally possible that sex can lead to love and all of those things. In my heart, it feels so different. It's such a different experience in that like that place just doesn't, uh, there's not like an inroad there. I' it's very separate in my head or in my heart or however it works in my body, and I, as a thirty eight year old woman, I absolutely know the difference between great sex and love. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a child with somebody, you know what i mean i've I've been at the absolute deepest, darkest points in my life with somebody. There's infatuation and there's lust and there's great sex and all of that, and that's awesome, but I in no way feel that in the same way as the depth of love that I feel for my husband. But that again is different for everybody. And, and maybe you're not supposed to be with the person that you're with and you find somebody else and you have great sex. And it is this like magical part, this magical thing that was missing and whatever. But in, in our case, I feel like it's just not, uh, at this point, at least it's not a concern. Yeah. And can I add just really quickly, Um, earlier in our sort of figuring it all out, a couple of years in, we had had a really big, horrible life thing happen. And it kind of like decimated our, what our life had looked like. And coming out of that, we were both really broken in a lot of ways. And... I think we wanted to sort of continue to be sort of just go back to how we were and and not think about it and all of that. And so I was out there sleeping with somebody. He was sleeping with somebody. I definitely started feeling feelings for somebody. I spent one afternoon with this guy without telling my husband. And the next day, my husband found out and in that moment we had this like come to jesus where it's like what are you doing we have this whole agreement we have this whole you know like where are you at what are what's happening what path are we going down and we started going to therapy again and really sort of distilled that anytime there's anything rocky happening interpersonally for him and i the first thing that stops is the open relationship.
0: Oh, that's like, incredible.
1: Those gates shut. Yeah. And because that's something that we get to do because everything else is awesome and it's just the cherry on top.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: It's people always say like, oh, were you guys having troubles? And then you opened it up. And I'm, I'm always saying like, absolutely not. Because if that's what happens, then we wouldn't be together right now.
0: Mm. So it's a the lot of intention people- behind why you're doing it, which is the most important thing that people need to consider at the start is what it sounds like.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you like super bored with your person and you want to go out and see what else is out there? If that's the case, like maybe you need to stop yourself and, and have a really honest conversation with your person and see what it is that you guys can do together or you can do within that, the context of, of your relationship first and make sure that you're not just trying to find something else.
0: And that also um, demonstrates to everyone, I feel like, because people get scared like, oh, once we open up, does it not change? Did, did, can we not go back close? You know, like so once it's opened up, that's the way that it is forever. But by what you've just shared now, it shows that it's just interchangeable depending on how the relationship's going, how the emotions and growth and individuals are going and when it's a good time or not a good time.
1: Yeah, for really. sure. Yeah. We're all ever-changing beings, right? Like, we're all always growing and learning new things about ourselves, about the world. I think that it has to be really elastic in order for everybody to feel heard and validated and loved.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I even relate it to, like my thinking of just laws in the world, right? The government created laws, but like who created it? Like they came out of thin air. They didn't always (laughs) exist. Like someone decided about laws and eventually they built up a whole lot of other laws and then other people came in like, oh, we don't like that law anymore and that one's going or we're amending this or we're creating new laws. And right, that's how society runs as a whole through the government and laws. So it's the same approach in an open relationship as well is amending it and removing and adding as you go along and working it out. For sure.
1: I think that the idea that marriage looks a certain way and acts a certain way and feels a certain way is I think we're past it yeah. honestly. And I know that I live in a metropolitan city and on a coast and all of that but the reality is that it's okay to be who you are these days. Mm. Like it's really celebrated and I think that Remembering that it's all, it's all just a conversation away,
0: you know? Yeah. I love it. And I do really believe that all aspects of life at that moment are changing, you know, to more consciousness, more conscious eating, um, exercise, self love the sexuality and relationships work like everything and the dynamics are definitely changing in relationships at the moment and how people see them and you know maybe what's always worked in the past isn't always necessarily right for now or the future
1: absolutely and that actually another something I wanted to touch on a little bit was the fact that I do have a preteen daughter and we have been talking about sex we've always been very open about You know, if she has questions about her body or about sex or whatever, always age appropriate, of course. I want everybody to know or for it to be really clear that at 11, she's definitely not ready to have a conversation about anybody, open relationships. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's not something that I share with her. It's not something that I say, hey, look, there are all these different types of relationships that can happen or what? Like it's not, Mm. We're not there. And not to say that I won't have that conversation when the time is right. I'm not in any way I don't consider the way that we have our have structured our relationship wrong or bad or immoral. But I definitely think that, you know, once you get to 15 or whatever it is and you start liking somebody else, it's like confusing enough to like one person, let alone like
0: (laughs) a bunch. (laughs) yeah so
1: you know I think when the like time arises or if she has a conversation or a question about it or whatever then it'll we could have a a really uh, honest conversation but
0: yeah and who knows maybe by the time it gets that that she gets to that age maybe open relationships are much more common than what they are now as well
1: oh for sure even like back when prop eight passed um I said, hey, babe, do you know, she was like first grade or second grade. And I was like, do you know that two mommies can get married now and two daddies can get married? And she looked at me and she said, duh. (laughs) And I was like, oh, right. Because a bunch of your parents, a bunch of your friends (laughs) have like two dads or two moms. So you don't even know that it's not a thing that everyone's always been cool with, you know? And she, last year, she said she had a crush on a girl and this year she has a crush on a boy and it's all it doesn't, it's rad because it doesn't mean anything about her to her.
0: Yeah. If that's that makes incredible. any sense. That's that, how incredible for children to be growing up like that. And I imagine it would affect in a positive way, like their self-love and their self-acceptance for themselves.
1: Absolutely. Right. To not, for so many kids that feel different, it's, it's just like 18 years of hating yourself
0: Mm. and then moving somewhere
1: else and finding out you're okay
0: or longer yeah it can take longer Um, sometimes even you're 30 you're still hating yourself
1: right sometimes forever who knows (laughs) you know but but yeah I think that with this next generation we have an opportunity to raise really conscious kind caring loving people
0: I can't Mm. see how
1: how sharing happiness and closeness and touch and love with other people is a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah. that's the other thing I think is changing is conscious parenting now as well. Hell yeah.
1: Absolutely. Which is
0: very important to break <laughs> it's like the, cycles and yeah. things and have like more the balanced most children.
1: Yeah, <laughs> For sure. Like just don't jack up the next generation. <laughs> like that's, that's like the first rule as a parent. Like just don't be a dick. Right? Don't, don't like, project your up.
0: stuff onto the child.
1: For sure. Screaming right now like
0: you are is projection. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're doing it right now. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Quiet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So the big question, obviously, and I'm sure anyone you've shared this with, this is not a surprise question at all, but the main thing when people think of open relationships and what they get scared of and like, ah, is how do you deal with the jealousy? How right. do you, you know, jealousy, what do you do? Uh, uh, scared of that. So what's your take on that?
1: I understand completely. I think in the beginning there was, there were a couple of instances where I wasn't feeling super good about myself. So I would compare like maybe just what I what I sort of like made it out to be in my head. And the second, I mean, like, sort of the bottom line for me is like, the second I have any feelings that feel yucky or awful, if I talk to my husband about them, they all feel better and everything Mm. can go away and feel good. (laughs) But I think that jealousy comes from not feeling super safe with your person. And at least in my experience. And for me, if I've ever said, you know, because we do check in with each other before we, we sleep with somebody else or make out with somebody else or whatever. Anytime I've said, you know what, I I'm not very comfortable with that. Or it's not something I'm okay with right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, sweet, babe, no problem. Like there's no, Oh, please. Or come on. So I always feel no matter what this, even if, even if I'm, if I'm saying yes, if I'm saying no, I'm always in charge when it comes to whether or not he gets to do that in the same way that he's always in charge when it comes to whether or not I get to, and by in charge, I just mean gets the final word because he's my person. I don't, all of these other people are wonderful and fun and, and I appreciate them. I I cherish the time I spend with them in a, a, you know, just a big degree. But if my man is not okay, I'm not okay. So like making sure that he always knows that he's number one in my book and, and, the same goes for me and his. And that keeps me from ever feeling jealous.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think also you've probably done some work on yourself as well, because jealousy can come out of uh, not feeling good enough or worthy or whatnot as well, which is a reflection of how you're feeling about yourself sometimes too.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah, And I think it's always You know, the person that starts like accusing the other person in a relationship or getting super jealous, Mm -hmm. I'm always suspicious of that person. I feel like that person's feeling those feelings themselves. Like maybe they're feeling like maybe they want to do something or get close to somebody else. And so they like project that on their partner. They're like, you're sleeping with this person or you're making out or you're making eyes or you're flirting or whatever it is. And the reality is that they're doing that.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: And I think that yeah, jealousy never has to do with like with the content, the situation. It just doesn't. It has to do with people's personal shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, agree. It's, I agree. And
1: and we all have it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that like I'm some enlightened guru who's who doesn't have human feelings when it comes to my relationship because that's <laughs> absolutely not true. I just I just have it have tried and tested it so much at this point that I know. Like I've said if I'm feeling a feeling, if I talk about it with my husband, we can figure anything out. You know, like we operate on something that we call our given. And our given is that we grow old and die together. And everything else is we could work out.
0: Wow. Like, it's quite beautiful. It's a beautiful love story, actually. A beautiful <laughs> modern love story.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it works for us. And like I said, I don't know if it's going to work for anybody else, but but that's all that better. matters. That's
0: the point, right? Whatever works for you and different sure. open relationships have different rules because it's two unique individuals in that relationship. And maybe I don't see this happening with you guys, but maybe if you've mm-hmm. been in an open relationship with someone but that relationship's come to an end and then you're in a new relationship and you open that up with that, there might be different rules there because it, you're with a different partner with different needs and whatnot as Absolutely. well. Absolutely
1: absolutely um the one thing I would say because I have talked to women especially who are in relationships where they will have the okay from their boyfriend or husband to sleep with another woman
0: okay but not another man Hmm.
1: and like the the husband can sleep with, you know they'll have a threesome or whatever it is and that's okay but not okay for the the girl to have a to have sex with another man. And I find that to be a big, like record scratch, hold the phone. You need to figure out where those feelings are coming from or that jealousy or whatever that
0: Mm, is. It sounds like double standards to me.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think dudes, you know, they hypersexualize the idea of two women together and it's something that they can't do by, you know, by themselves or even, you know, so I think that it's a big fantasy thing, but I think that it's, if it's coming from that place, I think that, I don't know, you might need to hold back and, and talk a little bit more about it before you jump in.
0: Mm. What's your advice to maybe people that are in an open relationship, they want to close it again and they're not quite sure how to close it? What, what would your advice be for those people?
1: Uh, just within the the context of however your relationship works, I think it's having the conversation I mean, I know I sound like a broken record, but the minute you have a big feeling like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially when it comes to the fundamental framework of your relationship with your partner, you have to have that conversation. I know it could be difficult, you know, take a shot, smoke a joint, whatever has to happen, <laughs> uh, if you need to push through to be able to be open and vulnerable and honest. but If you're in an open relationship and you need to shut it down, then say it, say it, don't wait, don't wait till they, your partner goes and has sex with somebody else. And then you resent them, even though they're playing by the rules that you've set up and now you're angry at them or you're feeling all these big feelings. It's just a recipe for disaster. So anytime you want to change the rules, anytime something isn't working, anytime you want to take something off the table, you know, if, if. My husband says, you know, for whatever reason, I don't want you to have anal sex with somebody. <laughs> if I don't want you to, you know, give somebody a blowjob, whatever it is, then let's discuss it and talk about it. And if that's your rule and that's your boundary and that's what makes you feel comfortable, then then we'll I- integrate that into our rules. Like the oh, the most important relationship in an open relationship is your primary partner your your yeah. husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your whatever it is. And until that's square, until everybody feels like there isn't like another little corner of ugliness and resentment they need to like tease out, until everybody feels real, real good, it should probably not happen.
0: Chatted to someone else for another episode that just will play the week prior to our episode. And he mentioned that um, what he's found is a lot of open couples actually set aside time each week to have discussions whether they really want to or not like it's actually a thing like every week time's set aside to discuss do you guys do that is that a common thing you find
1: not in my experience I haven't heard of anybody having like a set schedule for it but I think it's great I mean if it's no different than if you go to a therapist and you know you go every Monday at three or whatever it is it's nice if you're the kind of person that needs to be able to compartmentalize your life and organize it like that. A lot of people have super busy schedules or kids or whatever. So making sure that you connect at a time that you can be undivided. Um, if it helps you to schedule something out, then absolutely do that. For us, we bring it up when when it when we have the time, when it feels right, when it's on our hearts, when we're at therapy or when we're you know in the car driving. It, it can happen anytime.
0: And how does someone know they are ready for an open relationship? You know, maybe someone that hasn't experienced it prior and now they're curious and they're trying to work out whether they are ready for one. What what would the signs be, do you think?
1: Well, I would say, like, if you've had the conversation and you know it's something that you're interested in with your partner, like baby steps are always a good plan. So if, and if you've, you know, in your discussion, if the context of your open relationship means that you guys can, you know, go out and bring another person back home with you. And you always have to be together, whatever the story is, you can do that. But just the like easy version, maybe, you know, you go out to a bar with your person and you start chatting to somebody and you start flirting with them together. And then you go home and you don't have sex with anybody and you don't go home with anybody. And you sort of like test that out and see how it felt. In the beginning, like I said, I invited this friend of mine out to lunch and then had the conversation and then met a different day. And it was very, not sexy, but systematic. <laughs> and that's what made me feel comfortable. It's, I mean, my husband would have been down for whatever, really, but it's what made me comfortable and that. so that's what we did. And that's yeah. how it went. And then when I wanted to know, cause I didn't know how I would feel with him sleeping with somebody else. Mm. So, I happen to have a very good friend who is a very beautiful, open, loving, kind soul who is, is just says yes to the world and just goes on a crazy adventures and things. Mm -hmm. And I took her out to lunch (laughs) (laughs) and I, in the middle of our conversation was like, I was wondering if you would like to have sex with my husband. (laughs) she was like I'm sorry what what was that (laughs) and I was like I want to know she had known that I you know we were like trying things out and yeah um I said is that something that you would be open to and she said yeah he's hot he's super hot um so (laughs) we like set it up and then she went to my place and I was gone and they had sex and afterwards I like went home and he and I talked about it and I sort of like sussed out how I felt about it and realized that I felt super rad about it and didn't like, awesome. it didn't hurt my heart, you know? Yeah. And so that, the point of that is all just like baby steps until you feel comfortable for, with that thing. You know, yeah. when we start, when we start like being interested in people when we're teenagers, think about it like that, you know, think about it like you're coming into a different part of your sexuality, you know, in the same way that the first time when we all came into our sexuality, when you were however old, you know, like kissing somebody was the most incredible thing that had ever happened, you know? <laughs> and then like the first time somebody like feels you up under your sweater or whatever, then it's like, Oh my God. And then the next time you kiss, you're like, why are you not touching <laughs> yeah. my <boobs>? what's <laughs> happening here? So I think, it's the same idea, sort of ease into it and enjoy the journey, you know,
0: yeah, that's you can like- find
1: really fun stuff with your partner by by both talking about this and just fantasizing about it and and then going out and teasing with it a little bit, like it might take you a year before you decide to like go out and meet somebody at a bar and have sex with them or whatever but mm. Make sure you're just always focused in on your partner and being good with them and all the rest of it should be pretty smooth.
0: Yeah. From all the conversations I've had so far, it just sounds like there are rules, but there sort of are no rules. Like You make the rules up as you go and as long as there's open communication, no judgment and absolute respect for each other and and the emotions and maybe what's been triggered in the other person or yourself as well and self-love and love there, you can just explore and see what. Works for you, and there's no right or wrong at all. It's just whatever works per couple.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing has to look like anybody else's.
0: Yeah, that's not. And then you get to be your authentic self, which I think is fantastic with your partner who gets to be their authentic self. And I don't know I think that should be the goal of relationships to be able to love and support each other to live authentically. For sure. Yeah.
1: And then even the idea of like, you know, for him and I, I choose to have sex with my husband. I choose to have sex with him all the time. But I, what I mean by choosing him is like, when you're in a monogamous relationship, that's that's the one item at the buffet. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> that's who you're having sex with because that's who's there and that's who you can. But when I have sex with my husband, it's I could go call other guys. But I'm putting time and effort and energy and all of that into the sexual relationship that I have with my husband. And I feel like that makes it even more special.
0: Yeah. To some
1: in some weird way.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what he was saying to me that you actually in the end, what it's also about is that you choose each other every single time. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's good I thoroughly for agree. Um <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to add or any advice or anything you've found people like to know about open relationships that maybe I haven't touched on?
1: I would just say, you know, for anybody who has like a a real knee-jerk reaction to this conversation, because I do find that quite Mm -hmm. a bit, I don't necessarily bring this up all the time in casual conversations with people I just meet, but (laughs) when I do get to that place, I find so many people, like the second the, like the P of relationship gets out of my mouth, people are like, oh, I could never do that. I I could never do that. I could never do that. And it's understandable. We come from a very like Christian, puritanical place as humans in America. And we have a very like, "Uh, uh uh-uh, that's uh uh-uh, you know? But I think if you take a breath and think about the, the steps or what that would mean or sort of sit with how that feels for a second and why you would feel maybe like you don't think it's the right thing for you and distill that a little bit. I think that you can find really interesting things out about yourself. That's whether or not you decide to open your relationship. I think that you can get really just get really right with with who you are as a person and who you are in the context of your relationship.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to see see or have awareness and maybe become an understanding of why you've reacted like that so strongly and what's happening on a deeper level and what values are not being met or are being met through that and whatnot, and or what you do value yeah. or not, it definitely it's a great way that you might not have an awareness beforehand. So you haven't thought about it, maybe a For few sure. layers down, deep enough.
1: Right, absolutely. Are you like seen some movie that had you know like gross old swingers that were like <laughs> super? like smarmy and grody. I mean, cause that's always sort of what I thought
0: about. when Well, that's sort of my fear. So I haven't had an open relationship or gone down this way, but then I look at stuff and I feel really judgy with what I'm about to say. But anyway, I'm going to say it. I'm sure I'm going
1: to feel the same way. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. <laughs> Is I look at these swinger sex parties and different things. I'm like, I am not attracted to anyone like don't touch me. No. <laughs> right. Totally. And then I feel, I feel really judgy exactly because of that, but I'm like, no, not attracted just because we're here and it's supposed to be free for all. Don't want you to touch me. Not attracted. Oh,
1: for sure. That's actually a really good point. I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> people think the minute I say that I'm in a, an open relationship that I'm in to like, fuck their boyfriend in front of them. And like, I want to have sex with them. And I want to have sex with their dad and their uncle and their brother. and I'm like, yo, it's just like, if I vibe with somebody, I could have sex if we both want to. That's it. It isn't like, it doesn't mean I want to have sex with you. You know, it is this funny, like, Jump to conclusions. Yeah, you're just a uh, sex
0: machine that can't turn it off.
1: <laughs> right, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so it's definitely a. Um, I had that same experience. And that's, I think, why I don't put. I'll say that I'm in an open relationship and then people will be like, oh, are you guys swingers? I'm like, no, I don't. That has, I mean, have we had sex with other couples and at a, a party or whatever? Sure, yes. But. I don't, like, it has such a grody visual in my head for Mm. whatever reason that, like, I don't identify as that. And to be quite honest, I don't identify as anything other than, like, just human. And if I want to have sex with somebody, it's okay. Yeah. Like, that's all it means. I don't, I'm really bad with all the terminology and, like, you know, people will say, like, I don't know. Are you polyamorous? And are, are you, I don't know. There's a bunch of words. So yeah. I'm not there's all of different right
0: levels. Yeah. poly yeah, or, or swinger like, or you're just having threesomes or are the rules like your partner when you guys aren't in the same city or yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. There's so many different constructs. And I'm like, uh, the only thing, the only thing that's different about my relationship is there's this understanding that there's going to be other people we're attracted to and it's okay to have sex with them and then go home.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's like that simple. It. Yeah. It's that <laughs> totally simple. simple. Stop overcomplicating things, humans.
1: Yeah. Like we really do. We totally screw things up with overthinking things and like making it all about stuff it shouldn't be about. Like, it's very, very simple.
0: What, would your, what would your advice be in that swinger party? You know, someone's new and they're like, oh yeah, we'll check it out. And there's people in there that they're not attracted to. Like, <laughs> have you, like, I'm, I don't well, know if you've been in that situation. Know someone like, how do you retreat? Right, right. What's kind of amazing
1: that people don't necessarily know on the whole about that world in the little bits that I've like sort of dipped my toe in that pool okay. is that it is a very, cl- there are very clear rules. Consent is everything. So people ask before they touch you at all. Okay. And it is always okay to say no. Like, thank you so much. Not, I'm just not interested, you know, or whatever it is, however you do it. It is not only accepted, but it is, it is expected. Okay. That, that that's, that that's where you're at, that we all can have an open, like we all know why we're here and you're hot. I'm hot, whatever it is, or you think I am, I think you are. Then we can be like, Hey, are you into this? Yeah. Awesome. There's always like a lot of conversation that happens in those like within that community, if you're thinking about it as like, you know, what I was just saying, I don't think of it as for me, like yeah. it being this this labelled thing. But at the parties I've gone to, which is really only one or two, it's always been very open and communicative.
0: Wow. And so it's the power, power of start. saying no, learning to have the power of saying no and not feeling guilty about that or anything, or <sighs> you're going to reject that person or how they're going to feel or just very comfortable I went to this event which is actually what inspired this podcast because of one of the (laughs) sessions there but the first session that we did it was this very spiritual thing they were full on when we walked in and I finally found my friend I'm like what the hell have you brought me to like I know I'm super spiritual, but these people are not my people sort of thing. I, yeah. I want to leave. And the first session was booked, so we had to go into this other one. It was this hugging-like meditation. And I'm like, do I really? Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have uh-huh. to just get hugs from people that I don't want to get hugs from. And, like, straight away we're in there and there's a guy in there that I'm, like, not attracted to. He's overweight and everything. He, like, comes straight up ready for a hug and because. We haven't really heard anything in the workshop. I'm just like, and just stand there and let him hug me, hating every minute of it going, Uh, is this what the next hour is going to be like? I'm like, this is the worst. And then as the woman that was leading it, she said that you actually – should say no to people that you don't want hugs, and you need to <laughs> accept it. And I was like, if only I knew. Um, God damn, she shouldn't have buried the lead with that. Yeah, one. She really like, needed to, oh, to establish that. God,
1: yes. <laughs> oh uh, oh when, man. Yeah. yeah
0: then the workshop was about walking around amongst people and asking if you can hug them, and then saying yes or no. Mm-hmm. And so, and but she really wanted you to say no more than yes. And it was so good. I got to say no to that guy and I felt great. And I'm like saying no to all these other people. She's like, isn't it empowering just the word no? And I'm like, yeah. And it was really great because then I was out a few weeks later and this guy's hitting on me at a bar and he like hands me his phone and he wants me to put my number in there. And I just go back to the hugging thing and I look at him and smile. I go, no, thank you. And he goes, (laughs) "Nice, huh? And I go, no, thank you. <laughs> and just in unlock <laughs> the power of no thank you.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. So, it really is though. I feel like we are taught from such an early age to be nice and kind and don't hurt anybody's feelings and don't be confrontational and to, to accept some level of like we are here for other people's enjoyment as yeah. women, you know? It's one of those things that actually we talked a lot about when we had our daughter because like, you know, all the time you'll see little ones and they don't want to go up and kiss grandpa. And the mom's going, go over and give grandpa a kiss right now. You go over and give them a kiss right now. Mm. And I was like, she gets to have ownership of her body. I am Mm. teaching her that she touches whom, you know, like people touch her when she says it is okay, period.
0: She gets hugs when she wants to get hugs or shows affection. Yeah. Because just as you experienced,
1: I'm sure, like that, however long that hug was, can feel just as violating as waking up the next morning and realizing you had sex with somebody that you maybe didn't want to, or like, are kind of bummed up about now. (laughs) You know, like it can feel that gross to have that kind of contact with somebody. So saying no is, it's empowering as fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I've learned. No, thank you. No, thank you. I love your no, thank you.
1: (laughs) I did that one time. I went out to this this place, was listening to live music. It was a friend of mine. The band was playing. I was just like there by myself and in my own world and grooving and dancing. And this super creepy guy came over and was like, Hey, can I dance with you? And I was like, No, thank you. <laughs> just like you did. And he was like, Well, I'm gonna go over there and sit and sit down and I'm gonna watch you dance and I'm gonna touch myself. Ugh. And I was like, now you just ruined me dancing by myself too. <laughs> you asshole. Like <laughs>
0: that's terrible. I was so
1: bummed out. But I mean, as women, as I'm sure, you know, like we, we have every manner of ridiculous fucking story and yes. ridiculous line that some guy has said or inappropriate thing that some guy has done. And absolutely finding your voice and saying no, whether it's no, thank you or fuck right off <laughs> is a powerful, powerful
0: thing. It is good. It is. Right. Good. And I'm something
1: s- that you really do have to know if you're going to open your relationship cuz like we said people do think that once you say you're, you have an open relationship that you're just going to hop right into bed with them. So.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. So then yeah. so then have you been in situations then that people I don't know, you're at a barbecue or something with your friends and everyone knows you guys are in an open relationship. And then one of the husbands is hitting on you and trying to put himself on you and thinking you're just automatically going to say yes. Does that happen?
1: I haven't experienced that. I'd like to think that, that my group of friends are a little bit more well-behaved than that. (laughs) But, um, but in general, I mean, yeah, I've had, I've definitely had friends, guy friends that that'll reach out. Like, hey, I hear this is your thing. You want to come over?
0: Oh, wow. And okay.
1: It's more of that kind of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I found a thousand different ways to say it. Like, yeah, I really just, I love where our relationship is at right now. And I wouldn't want to, you know, mess that up by getting physical, and thank you so much, or whatever it is. You know, like it's really flattering, but I'm not interested. Or again, you know, depending on who it is, fuck off works too. But
0: yeah, um, does that happen to you more than it happens to your husband? Like um, random male friends reach out to you, being like, "Hey, what's up? Want to come around?" And compared to yeah, maybe yeah, women,
1: I would say that it probably happens a little more though. He gets like women in their forties love my husband (laughs) he's because he's a gentleman and he's he's sexy and and strong and all of those things he can be really you know domineering and whatever it is but there's also this like we're here to have fun and that, that doesn't mean anything else and just sort of like an understanding of that so he has a lot of older women that that definitely like pursue him And it's, I don't know, it's rad. I think it makes them feel great.
0: Yeah, that's good. So there's,
1: yeah. I mean, a woman who's 23 is different than a woman who's 40, you know? Yes, yes. And it's supposed to be that way. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us your experience and wisdom and advice. I think we've all learned a lot today. I have, I know myself, and I'm sure everyone that's listening has too. So thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I hope that, uh, you know, that people can be a little bit more open and honest with with their hearts and how they're feeling in their relationships, you know.
0: I think that sounds great. Awesome. Thank you. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter, and if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepatsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining enjoyed this episode of our deepest secrets reveal head over to iTunes to subscribe rate and leave a review it's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it Thank you.